0: Welcome to Wisdom Radio, an ad free premium podcast fully supported by our listeners. This is Andy Height. Welcome. Hey, thanks for joining me today. You know, we're going to be talking about something that is of interest to a lot of people. It's called Somatics, and it's not new, but it definitely is catching people's attention across a wide range of practices from psychology, movement, dance, and body work. And I'm going to quote from the Omega Institute here. um, Somatic practices use your own internal awareness and bring unknown parts of yourself and your experience into the known. Somatic learning makes the unconscious conscious and in in the process, leaves you with more options for moving, acting, thinking, and living. And I just love that idea. So with that in mind, I'd like to bring Catherine Kimball onto the show here with me. She's a teacher of somatics, and she's very well schooled in the practice, so she can answer a lot of our questions. Well, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Um, You and I just really resonate on a lot of levels. So this should be a fun conversation. Yes, we do. And I appreciate being here. Sure. Well, let's kick things right off with a question that I have. Um, Somatics is not a a term that a lot of people know uh, just off the top of their head, like let's say yoga or or Pilates, or uh, can you describe what somatics is? Sure. It is
1: essentially a reawakening the mind's control of movement, flexibility, overall health, and well-being. And it it is a great example, a living example of the mind in the body, the body in the mind, the connection that... The brain moves muscles, that is just a fact. And so we work with the brain and the nervous system to reawaken patterns that are that we have basically forgot about. There's a term called sensory motor amnesia, which sensory motor, motor being muscle, we have gotten into very contracted patterns and muscle contracted patterns, which just stop the flow of all the good energy that makes us feel good. When it's easy, it should be easy. So somatics is basically reawakening our mind-body connection or our mind's control of movement, graceful flexibility. And it has a tremendous psychological effect in the sense that you just feel good. You just feel more tuned in.
0: Yeah. Well, that is so fascinating about the amnesia piece because I'm thinking, I heard someplace, I pick up these things, you know, and I, I couldn't even say where I picked this up, but it, it, we brush our teeth. If you were to videotape yourself brushing your teeth today and tomorrow and the next day, you do it exactly the same way every single time, <laughs> something like yeah. that, that it's just the yeah. muscle memory and it's an activity that we don't really have to think about. So would you say that our bodies lock into the same kind of patterns and that somatics helps you to say, wait a minute, there. you know, for instance, if somebody comes to you in pain or is, is that something that you help them sort of re- rework, rewire? Is that what it is?
1: Absolutely. I think the, the toothbrushing uh, example is, is a good one because, and this is something I'm really working a lot with my clients with and we're having some amazing success is this idea of rhythm and pattern. We Somatics is very much of an educational process. It's one of the reasons why I love it so much because it involves the person it's not something you go like you come into my studio or someone's studio and we do something to you we simply facilitate movement and ask you questions and do different touching our bodies in gentle certain ways that we fully participate in. For instance, I might ask you to press against my hand with your knee and we might go into a muscle contraction. And then through that contraction, gaining control of that muscle and then slowly releasing it with gentle resistance, overriding the lower part of the brain. Okay, in a toothbrushing example we do go into automatic but one of the beauties of somatics is we ask you to move and this is also how i've taken into my own teaching and made this mine the idea of rhythm or going slow like i would i would love to challenge you with this when you or suggest this to you when you brush your teeth whatever time you brush your teeth go extremely slow like painfully slow you know and really see how it changes because when you slow down our we get out of that subcortical or the lower brain part of our attention and we are asking now the motor sensory motor cortex which is a higher brain center to get involved, and we're essentially creating new pattern. And so it's amazing how much, and I know you and I have talked about how much we desire to be in the present moment, how that just feels so good. And how you can use toothbrushing as an example of, oh my God, I feel so present. Wow, I think I think I need to do something on this tooth here. I think I'd like, you know, just whatever might come to you, um, you will be so much more aware and so much more pleasurable when you bring your curiosity and your rhythm into it, because you just can't go fast.
0: Well, then and, it begins to apply to other aspects of your life. And, um, absolutely. Absolutely. you know, once you sort of, uh, once you sort of learn, how uh, delicious it is really to be yes. in the moment. And I yes. think um, yes. I, I really never understood that um, until I did some meditative practices. And, and now with the yeah. somatics, did any uh, Asian practices like yoga, tai chi, qigong, influence or invo- inform the development of the practice?
1: Well, somatics, hand somatics is really derived from uh, Moshe Feldenkrais's work, Israeli physicist who was a brilliant man and he began this work and uh Thomas took it to a different level where he really saw took the it is about realigning or alignment through the nervous system so that is really uh, that is really the base of it now a lot of these tai chi chi the key, like Aikido, the key and Aikido, the qi, and qigong, and a lot of these movements, they're talking about the energy flow. And in, of course, in Chinese medicine, that's everything is, you know, the meridians, the energy flows through meridians, and when, a, and when a meridian is blocked, that's when disease can start. Now, stress is one of the biggest causers of blockage of energy. So how, yes, I would say what when we go in and release muscle tension, And reawaken the natural buoyancy, the natural flexibility of that muscle, then the chi can flow more smoothly. And that is that, that also brings us into that deliciousness of that present moment state. Because when you're present, you're using so much more of yourself, of your brain, of your body. Uh, And certainly in yoga, a lot of these practices that they, they go for the alignment and the flow, I would say very much influenced very much by that. And, and they, we talk in somatics about our somatic center, uh, and that is the core of our body. So a lot of the core work that we do in these various, especially like the martial arts and some of the Eastern Aikido is an amazing body of work where you work with your, the key center, the Dantian couple inches below your navel. I think that is something in my personal somatics work, I work a lot with that. Because it's, it's like tuning into a very wise part of yourself. Right,
0: right. And, and, you know, when you're talking about the chi, um, I, yeah. I think of a lot when you when you see practitioners of a lot of these, let's, let's just call it an art form for right now. Um, yeah, it, they have bare feet. And, and, you know yeah. I I really got into grounding uh for, for you know nice. in, in terms of the energy coming through the earth through your foot through your body. Yes. When you think yes. about the way we go through the world we're so separated from that energy flow. Now with somatics yes. is that also something where you try to sort of tap into I mean the wood floor yeah. even uh you know is bringing yeah. energy up through the foundation of the house. Um
1: all right it's a great question and i would say that somatics after you release when you release certain contracted chronic muscles you feel so grounded it's it is one of the greatest sensations of the work I feel it's like wow I feel so grounded and that and that that connection that you're talking about through the floor through the earth you know we're connected to the earth and you just are so much more aware of it so I know there's a lot of great ways of getting grounded but some that when we we are a lot of us are so over contracted we don't even know it until we get into some very gentle releasing and we go oh my gosh, I just, I feel grounded. And it's because the energy's flowing. It it really, all these things are so entwined, I think. And and of course, once
0: uh, once the energy starts flowing, then then the healing can happen. Absolutely, and, um, so the let's...
1: natural healing. The natural—it's there. It's—it's. It's, it wa- our bodies want to be well. Uh, in somatics, we talk that we're not bodies; that we're processes, and we are dynamic, ever-changing, moving. There's always movement. And that we, we, the nervous system goes in patterns. And so we work with patterns of movement, very gentle patterns of movement to go, instead of kind of going around a muscle and and doing all kinds of other things, we go right into the heart of the muscle. And what we do is so that the contraction of the muscle, I'm kind of Standing here, like squeeze. If you can imagine, I'm taking my fist with one of my hands. A very contracted muscle. We go in there, and if you make your fist even tighter, we go beyond the what's called subcortical or the lower brain, which is just sending these. That is what's sending a, a signal that's keeping it contracted. We go beyond that into the contraction that involves the sensory motor cortex where now it's likened to a driver that is is—you're this thing's always driving the contracted muscle, but this time you're going to go, oh, hello, excuse me, I'm going to drive this time. And you drive it a little bit further, not into not into excruciating pain, but just where you really consciously have control of the muscle. Now With that awareness, you can, through breath and through a a very slow, again, here's the slowness, releasing, you can release that muscle. And it's, it's amazing how grounded you can feel. And it's just so natural. It's like our bodies are saying, oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, this is it. Wow, okay. This so this is <laughs> what I want. Here's another analogy for you. Yeah, I um, love these. <laughs> I used to carriage drive. Um, and
1: Oh my gosh, I perfect. Know. I, oh I, I that's was the like perfect one.
0: Back in time <laughs> and I I inherited this pony who ended up being a driving pony and I had to learn but wow one of the one of the instructors would tell us that if you ever get in a situation where the horse or the pony takes off with you in the carriage of course that can be very dangerous because a carriage can flip very easily yeah he said you have to drive the pony harder so they think oh it's not Hi. my idea it's your idea that I'm going fast so you drive it just Perfect. a little bit harder, so yes. then you can ah. bring it back and slow exactly. it down and bring it back under control, and and it's uh, it's it's a brilliant strategy. So basically, what you're saying is we can do that with our with that part of our brain that just is on autopilot and just I gotta be tight, I gotta do this, you know. And then you're saying you can sort of go in and and interrupt that and say, oh, excuse me, um, I'm gonna take over yeah. here. <laughs>
1: Exactly. And I, and I always imagine all this. I love the carriage. That's just brilliant, brilliant. It's really a good one. Um, It's very, very, very true. It, I look at it as when my brain wants to get involved, i look at it as a very friendly connection that the muscle really wants to be directed. It needs this direction. It's without the higher conscious level of connection. It just, it doesn't know what where else to go, but back into the old groove that it has been in for so long. Sometimes it's it's very quick, and sometimes you have to do it several times. But it it is exactly that concept of, okay, now I've got you. I've got your attention. Now we're using more of the brain. Sensory motor cortex is – and you can actually – it will – you were asking it to fire – less motor neurons in other words getting the motor neuron connection slower so more awareness and that the muscle can finally release and when you feel that it's powerful and the even more beautiful about all this is that Uh, It's what I was saying in the beginning. This is not a it's it's not something that you go get fixed and then maybe you have to go back. It's like you come out of this with the tools that you could be anywhere in a conversation with somebody in attention or, you know, whatever physical situation. And, you know, oh, I can raise my right shoulder up to my ear, take a breath and really slow come out of it and you, you come out of it with these gentle, easy moves that you can do anywhere, anytime without equipment and you feel like, you feel powerful. It's like something finally we can control (laughs) because we can't control much these days.
0: So it sounds as though you are training yourself, first of all, your mind, that you have more control over the inner workings of your body than you realize. And that, and that by being more sensitive to uh, the signals, maybe through that biofeedback process that um, you've talked about, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about how biofeedback uh, connects to this. Because, you know, when you think of biofeedback, you think of like the 70s, the 80s, you know, there's a lot of that going on. We don't hear much about it anymore. But is that part of this process?
1: Well, Thomas was very, very influenced in biofeedback. Um and he's his thinking is that he kind of took Moshe's work and combined it with biofeedback in the in the sense that to create this self-regulation that I think is having a resurgence right now. And it's interesting, you're right, very much the 70s was when biofeedback was was really becoming popular. And we were discovering the, e- e- the electroencephalogram that, that measures the brain waves, but also different modalities, heart rate, variability, muscle tension. And I approached it, it as when I was first in college and it became my major and it was really, um, I became fascinated because of the way it made me feel. And it, we were, I was just learning about meditation and, and to be able to self-regulate or change the monitor. So when biofeedback, you're hooked up to sophisticated equipment that mirrors back your physiology. So depending on what modality you're hooked up to, say it's a brainwave, you're you're measuring brainwaves. That's a different states of consciousness are associated and in those days we were doing a lot you probably heard a lot about alpha training alpha is a certain brainwave frequency that is uh, certain cycles per second that is a desirable state because it's kind of a relaxed but alert awareness that's very very pleasurable and it's interesting because we did um there's been studies around how to, we kind of figure out, how do I get into this state? So you start experimenting with things like guided visualizations. Uh, Thomas got into noticing when we contract the muscles and then release them, what that does to our whole, the whole mind body connection and the flow again, that flow of energy. So the biofeedback, I highly recommend it if anybody can have an opportunity to do it because it's such an immediate awareness that you, oh, my gosh, I really can control this. And for me, it was very fascinating in the sense that it, it kind of I think what I called it at one time a sneaky way to meditate or a, a mind a Western Eastern Western kind of comb- combination of meditation, but through the use of sophisticated equipment. Um, because you it it makes you try different things, like, oh, let's see if I do this breathing, the needle, the monitor will go into this direction. You just basically are experimenting around with different so, things.
0: So that's and and that's like very much like let's tra- let's say training wheels because once you yeah, yeah, w- w- and, and of course, we don't need those uh, machines to tell us right, w- right, right when we're reaching these states. Um, you can feel it in your yes in your core, um, as you're saying. Um, You can, but it's
1: a very immediate, direct sense that a lot of times we don't even have a clue until until it's monitored. So when you see it monitoring and then what's really fascinating is when you see how your thoughts affect your physiology for instance you're taught you're maybe we're in a session and we're doing some relaxation and i'm asking you how you're doing and you're going along and you say oh right this week has been great and then i talked to my boyfriend and it goes Roo! the signal just kind of has a very kind of like big a lie detector." <laughs> it's well part of biofeedback is that and but it makes you look at where your how your thoughts affect your body sure. and so that with the beauty of that is you can affect your body with with what you want, sure. and so I I think it, it is. It's a tool. We don't, you know, it's a tool that you can use. But it's it's a lot of, it brings a lot of awareness into your life that you can do this. And then I think combined with the somatics, and combined, I'm also really feel that, that a meditation practice is really crucial. So let's because, talk about that. Let's talk no, about that. So yeah. we have. Let's say yeah. we
0: have two. Um, right now, we've been talking about two legs of the three-legged stool, which is uh, our balance, mind, body, spirit. Yes. So how yeah. does this connect? Uh, how, let's say, well, I, I don't know if people, it probably isn't required that people have any kind of spiritual connection, but let's say for people who do have a spiritual connection, um, how can this enhance that, or how can the spiritual connection enhance the somatics and, and its effectiveness?
1: Well, I think we all have a spiritual connection and some of us are aware of it. And some of us are not as aware of it um, I, because I believe that spirit is really who we are. And in somatics, it would be like we're processes. But I I believe that we are. My feeling is that we are spiritual beings, that uh, it, we, it becomes it can be kind of blocked off through tension, tension and stress are the one of the greatest things that that we it stops the flow of that natural beauty. it's like when we go out in nature and it's just it's just so amazingly beautiful where you are in this maybe you're in some forest or you just see how beautiful nature is it just kind of immediately connects you to that rhythm of who you naturally are sure. and I think and I think we all have such a desire to go there to be there you and I've talked about how just, just, I just want to be in the present moment. It just feels so good to be here. Right. It's where we create, and it's well, where that's I it. believe
0: that's sort of yeah, where that's, that creative forces. Do you have any clients good. who uh, find that this practice um, helps open up those floodgates to their creativity?
1: Absolutely. I hope every single client. Um, because I think that's really what they come to me for is to reconnect with that. And it may have been a long time for some people, but I, I, my approach is that I tune into that when I'm with them. I call for a while. I call my work, tuning. Because it, I see it as a tuning process. Like this state exists within this person, say this client that might not feel that they're as aware of it, or if, as you said, maybe a more advanced person, or just I would say a person that practices more. Um, you just want more of that. You want more of yourself to be aware, and that be- so you start releasing the things that that are in the way, and basically. It, uh, it's an unlearning process an unlearning to release the tension. It, it's kind of like once you, you hold this cork underwater and then you let it go. It just naturally goes into what I would call the spiritual realm. And it's not a, it's not a religious room. It, does, it doesn't have a lot of rules or regulations or anything attached to it. It just is this state of flow. And I'm sure in, in your you know, the great work that you're doing with the inf- uh, interviewing different people. They're talking about this state of flow. Right. It's, it is that present moment. I think it's what, what we're really after. And I think yeah, and we, we all look for it we all in the look wrong for places.
0: It. We Yeah, very often. Um, yeah. And we all have that ability to reach that flow state. And many times people say, well, I, I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. But really, it's anytime you find yourself Losing track of time, you know, yeah. doing something that you absolutely love, whether it's digging your hands in the dirt and gardening yeah. or taking a walk or, you yes. know, and many times I've noticed that it's often the things we loved as, to do as a kid. You know yes. thats sort of a original idea we had coming into the world about the things that fascinated us and uh, and compelled us uh, to move in different directions. Um, I think yes. sometimes we forget and maybe this is one of those ways that we can remember that connection.
1: What was it for you when you were a kid? What was something? What was something that you were like, "Oh God, I just lost myself in this or I just I want to go do that again.
0: Well, a lot of it, for me, it was um, exploring nature, you know, going out and just sitting by a river and looking at the little, you know, little bugs on Mm. the top of the water or observing birds. Or I was lucky growing up, um, uh, we had a horse next door um, that was very much... um, ignored by the owner and I sort of took over care of this beautiful horse and we would just go out together for hours uh walking slowly through Uh, the woods and so it's just that connection with nature I think
1: very true and this this brings me to another thing that I really it's the law of attraction that you're vibe, that's a certain frequency and that beautiful nature frequency has When we really let ourselves just listen to it and be immersed in it, it gets us there really quickly. I can so relate. And I think we all could use more of that. Well, what do you love?
0: What sorts of things bring you into that space?
1: I love, I also love nature very, very much. And I love, I have, Lots of plants. I have, they call it the orchid chalet here because I have so many orchids that I, and I just, and I keep them forever. I mean, I've had these orchids for years and uh, I love, I love to see the budding of a new of like the shoot that an orchid shoots off. And then it's got the little buzz. I'm looking at them in my studio right now. It makes me so excited. I I love plants and I love seeds. I love to see things grow. And I have a lot of things around me that are growing because it just thrills me. And the miracle of a seed
0: is that could be a whole show. I mean,
1: Oh, it could be. And I mean, touching it like you can touch the the actual sensation uh, of touching a seed and imagining what's in it and planting it. And then you see the little tiny sprout. It's I think it's life. It's watching life grow. It's freedom, too, because this plant is very free and it's beautiful that really, really connects me. Like when I'm stressed out, I'll go play with my plants, as I call it. <laughs> and I just bring, I just kind of tune them a little, you know, I might clean off their leaves and rub the leaves sure. and maybe, you know, uh, get a little piece of straw and help the plant grow a little easier on, you know, just kind of tuning. So that's, that's a big way. And Well, you inspired me. I think, we should,
0: I think we need a plant show because I do think this whole yes. communication yes. with plants and, oh, and yes. the way they grow so much better when you are loving on them and uh, oh
1: oh my god I love that idea I'm so (laughs) down for that because I'm surrounded by it and it really is the thing that can get me out of my my head it can get me out of it and I think that plants do talk to us and they respond to us and if you can tune into a plant it will tell you where it wants to live you know you can it goes I'm 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 wanting to be at that window or you know (laughs) I'm and I remember that uh do you remember Stevie wonder years ago did this album, the secret life of plants. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful, I think it was a double album. That's in the days when I was they before albums got re, you know, re ignited here, but I just remember that secret life of plants and it was really, uh, yeah, it's a whole powerful, powerful. And
0: of course there are scientific studies now. Um, are there any scientific studies proving the effectiveness of somatics? There are, and there
1: need to be more. Um, The other thing I want to say just is that really gets me there is movement, Mm -hmm. movement and meditation, just because it's the plants are something that is just I happen to be looking at them here. So I just remembered how much I adore them. But movement always gets me much closer to who I really am. And I am a very big advocate for meditation because that has helped that has just changed my life. And the, I think it's extremely connected to the key and chi and the flow of what we want. And I think that we are these processes and life force, right. you know, you, you talked about life force, the life force to me is the magic that we're oh, all looking for. I totally agree. It, it's, it's, it's amazing, it. It's isn't like, it? That's what we want. We yeah. want to feel more of our life force pulsing through us. And I think right. that we get there through movement and and gentle, not bombastic, crazy, push yourself to the pain and all, not, 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 not that, mm-hmm. but just gentle movement that makes you feel really connected to your body sure. and grounded, grounded, as mm-hmm. you say, I love, love, love the feeling of grounded and that meditation, You, it's almost like it, it. It, it allows us to be aware of this life force, and through listening and deep listening, we always that will always guide us. It's like yep. we don't have to be afraid of anything if we can tune into that, well, because we'll I know. Think,
0: I think fear might be one of the things that, that prevents people from exploring meditation. You know, I've had a lot of people yeah. say to me, oh, I True. can't meditate, or... Oh, I don't like to be alone with my thoughts so long or you know just yeah. doing nothing but I think when if you just do yeah. do it in really tiny steps maybe say okay you know what just for five minutes I'm just gonna lay here I am gonna turn off my phone and I'm just gonna be present and I'm not gonna call it anything I don't even have to call it meditation I'm just gonna lay here right. and be present with my breath or with the blue sky or whatever it is um but yeah um I I totally agree with you on that
1: Slowing, you're slowing your thinking process
0: down so that
1: you can hear what's really there you know, because we have all these kind of chronic thoughts and of course thoughts come and go. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can get into meditation. I find that when I do some movement first and then, and I just, I love just easy, simple breath meditations, just coming back to the breath, especially in that somatic center in, we're talking about the chi where the chi is very concentrated. That is a meditation that, always gets me there. And to to not beat up on yourself, like maybe you're going to sit for the first few minutes. I think we all do when we meditate. And there's always that period where you're just not there yet, you know, and and you just have to know that it will be there and just keep letting go. There's another huge thing about letting go. And it's interesting that you said some people are afraid. I experienced that with um, some very, close people to me. And I, what I noticed, what there, there is this fear of what will I find if I go inside? And I, I just want everybody to know you're going to love what you find. Right. It's, it is, it is that deliciousness. It is, it is sweet. It is love. It is kind. It is forgiving. It is all the things that, that we want when we can just, again, it's, it seems like this whole conversation is like, if we can calm down and tune in enough what we want is right there, mm. and and it will guide us. Like in this, in times of what's happening in the world right now, uh, that's why I love having something educational that is within us. That it will know what to do in the moment. You don't have to plan for every single thing. The beauty is if you plan to be connected to yourself, to close that. You know, the, to to get connected, to close whatever it is that's stopping you with that natural flow of the chi, of your energy. Because if you have that, you've got everything.
0: Right, You really right. do. Because you that chi, you've, you know, that chi, well, let's see, it's a part of the invisible universe all around us. Yeah, and a lot of people right. think, oh, I don't know if I buy that, you know. Um, yeah. I think you have you know, chi is just whatever. Um but uh or life force where you can call it all these different when you, things but it, right but yeah. when you when you look at the um I've got a lot of people trying to reach me today. I'm just going to decline that call. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> I have control. <laughs> yes, you do. You could do that with your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I, I lost, Not now, honey. Later. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, well, anyhow.
1: Talking about the life force. The life force. Some people are afraid of it. Yeah, is, yeah.
0: Is... um. It's just so powerful, and you, you can see it in, it's just, uh. well, you can't see it. That's that's the beauty of it, but you can but feel it. But you can it.
1: feel it. That's the whole thing. That actually like,
0: should be a, a seventh sense. You know, they talk about, yes. oh, wait, yes. we have five, I guess that's yes. a sixth sense. I guess somebody else yeah. has thought about that idea. Yeah, it's, it it's is. that, that it's, sixth sense, that intuition. It's what
1: we, yes, and I think it's what we all want. I think a lot of people try through drugs, through drinking, through all kinds of different things to get there because that the drug or the drink or whatever will relax us enough sometimes in the beginning to make it so that we can actually feel more but then of course it has its whole set of uh, contraindications or problems well let's talk but, about um, the heart
0: let's talk about the heart yes, yes um yes, yes. okay when i was a little girl my dad used to and i said on my dad's i would he always was like a, a guru to me you know he always had oh, nice. interesting ideas and he would nice. say, and I would be, you know, you're a little kid and you're playing with your parents' hands, looking at them because they're so big and gnarly and, yeah. you know, and uh, wow, and I'd be looking at his hands and he would say, there's my pulse right there. You know, he'd show me where the pulse uh, is and he'd say, yeah. I can slow it down. And I would be like, Beautiful. you can't slow your heart down, you know. And he would, sure enough, slow his heart down. And, of course, yes. that was biofeedback. He could feel his heart and he yeah. could he could, yeah. consciously slow it down. So there's the physical aspect of the heart and slowing That's it down. so cool that he did that for you. <laughs> Beautiful. But then really. I think the heart as a feeling as a a feeling organ uh, that when we, when we're in pain, emotional pain, or when we're in joy, it's very much through that heart center. Is that something that connects with what you're doing? It
1: does very much. I mean, I think it's uh, for me, it's head, heart, hara, or the the three centers. um, And the heart is right in the center. And it, it, I mean, the heart is the center of loving and compassion. It's where all those really, important and feel good emotions live. And I think we're afraid to feel because we're taught to be tough or we're taught to, you know, don't let that bug you. Or when if we could just know that behind that feeling is such a great message and so powerful for what we need. So I, for instance, in biofeedback, we have heart rate variability, which is uh, you train for that by actually Breath and following a monitor up, and you're following a system on the monitor. But of heart rate variability, this is uh, important here because the variable part is the important part. You want a, a heart rate that can vary. You don't want to just be at a steady whatever. And that gets back to we we are bodies that are processes, and you want that flexibility in in your heart rate. So we we train a lot that it's called HRV heart rate variability and that sometimes is the precursor that we'll use to then go in to do some EEG brainwave training or other more frequency kind of training because it, the heart gets us there that's it the heart is a, is a beautiful fast path like when I just right now if you just kind of imagine this golden energy in your heart and you just go there it just softens everything you know or if you can it doesn't it right now i can just it's i think it's an immediate it's an immediate connection to compassion
0: well all these techniques are so important especially now with all of the stress that we're all under we our minds can race to the worst case to the what-ifs to the uh just not dark sort of dark places and um But when we can do some of these techniques and bring ourselves back to center and just be in the moment, then we can say, you know what, even if there was never a tomorrow, I am so great with today.
1: (laughs) That's the best. That is the best. I think it's like really, really at peace with where you are, but very curious. Because I think when you get in a peaceful state you are naturally curious because you feel good. And it's kind of like you're, you're, your, your, your is out of the way, you know, the, whatever it is that you're complaining about is you're just in this peaceful place. And I think that what bubbles up out of that is the natural curiosity. And that's when we get in the creative state, which to me is the most coolest feel good state there is, is when you're happy with yourself and you're content, but it sparks this, creative like oh what about that it's like the childlike curiosity with your dad you know like wow you can make your heart you can change your pulse that was a beautiful gift that he gave to you because he was showing you that you are really in control it's 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 self-regulation and when you feel that I think you have this amazing appreciation It, it just well up with appreciation for these bodies that we have that Are so magnificent, and we can do so much with. And I really feel, and I know we've talked about this, is just that we—it's within us. It's not outside of us. Everything that we're seeking, and we hear that a lot, but it really, really is true. And I think these paths, like self-regulation. Wow, if I can control my heart rate and I can get into different brainwave states, I'm powerful. I'm empowered. But it's not the kind of power that is is power hungry power it's not that it's a very humbling it's a very awe like a state of awe and wonder it's it's it's
0: almost like like opening to this idea that you're you're a lightning rod for yeah um the creative force that is in the universe and however that expresses itself through you um that it's not about getting your ego all tied up in oh i'm such a great this or that but more right right. uh, i am allowing myself to be in the flow and into the you know into this um i don't know how else to say (laughs) forever a
1: student i think that's forever a student of life because when you're in the learning mode I, I find that one of the best feelings ever. I love to learn. I'm really happy when I'm in, like, oh, wow, that I call it the oh, wow state, you know, just oh, wow, that's so cool. Oh, wow. And I think that's, the, that's it, you know, when well, you're in it, that's, there, that's kids when are. it's about yeah, keeping that yeah. child alive, you know? It is. And I think that's when, like, Einstein and a lot of these brilliant people in every whatever era. They are able, they were able to get into that curious state so much that they literally went to a different place to well, help find these answers.
0: Yes. Now, this is a very, we are at a very incredible time with the internet yeah. where no oh matter, my gosh. you know, you get curious and that can lead you down a gazillion paths. Um, right. What, so we're gaining... We're gaining so much by realizing that we're all connected and that, we we're not, and that knowledge is doubling so much quicker than it used to. But what are we right. losing from an overdependence on our phones? Elon Musk, I heard him the other day, he knows a lot about artificial intelligence. And he was saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are already cyborgs and we don't even know it. When was the last time you went for a whole day without your phone? and it really made me think about it and i was like you know i don't like not being dependent on something like that so i'm i'm trying to spend more time away from my phone and not just putting it on the other side of the house but turning it off and so Good. that i can hear my that inner that soft voice and, you yes. know, um not be as tied up with social media and all those things that are so distracting us from uh, yeah. those things that bring us balance. What are your thoughts about that? I
1: love that you're doing that. I think it's incredibly important. And I t- very much agree with we are we are like little slaves to our devices and we thought is this, you know, thing oh, I might miss something or just, you can get caught up in just even going on the internet and just finding things, but yet you just wasted all this time. And I think you have to have discipline around that, that it is a tool that's a beautiful tool to use, but it is a tool and you need, we need to, seriously have time away from it like no this i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get i'm going to turn it off well, because it if gets you into those patterns
0: those, that you're talking yeah, about with the body exactly we get into these patterns go. with our devices so then we say okay i'm just gonna come in i'm gonna i'm gonna drive here okay i'm gonna yes. turn you off carriage yeah you're dri-
1: you're in the carriage driver again that's it turn I, where's the off button there the and off. And then you see, then you see, oh my God, it's really cool in here. It's, it's nice to have quiet. I can actually hear I'm forming ideas now. You know, I'm actually creating instead of kind of just uh, going back to ideas that have already happened and into the past. I love that.
0: Like, where's my journal? Where's my pen? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where's my gratitude journal? (laughs) Oh, that, that is, and that's a
1: whole yeah. thing right there. The uh, appreciation is tremendous way of getting present mm-hmm. and I, it really really is i mean when we're on our phones it's not like we're appreciating a lot we're usually really stressing oh my god can you believe that and <laughs> you know all this if you listen to the news too much it can just make you pretty crazy in a very short amount of time And you can't be in a state of appreciation and in that other kind of fearful state at the same time it You know, it's just very clearly in our nervous system. And so I think to get out of that is to really start appreciating what is around you. So you turn off your phone. What am I going to do now? How about a walk in nature and just listen and appreciate and see how you feel? Sure. You know, lots of self-experimentation. I mean, you already know it, that nature, I think nature, and wherever you live, there's always some kind of nature. You can have a garden. You can, just as I was talking about, having plants in your house, or you can go to a park. I mean, there's so much. We live in Northern California here where it's just gorgeous, you know, all the time, and I think that is, I really think that we have to start incorporating discipline of devices dd <laughs> just,
0: i don't know <laughs> it seems like something uh did you dd today <laughs> but, turn it off we, we just need I, t-shirts turn, turn it off yeah
1: turn it off oh i trust, i have not oh you know trust. what it is
0: it's um oh oh i had it uh it's something like um you know, turn it off to tune in or, you know, so you're, you're actually turning it off to then tune in to the types of things you're talking. Now, where can people find out more about somatics if they, let's say they're, um, in this area, uh, uh, well, I'll have some information so people can reach you, but, um, let's say they're in another part of the country, where, uh, would people learn about somatics and how it might help them?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, a great book by Thomas Hanna is called Somatics, um, and it's just, that's the name, and it's written by him, and it gives you movement, and it gives you case studies of people. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful book. I think I takes I call my work Somatics, but it's really much more of that, and I really love to go into the meditate, everything that we just talked about. Uh, Daniel Siegel has written some amazing books. He has a, a new book called Aware that's Fabulous right now. Um, I'm recent, I'm that's one that I'm reading. I think that Vanda Scarvelli, who is an Italian yoga teacher, who did a book called Awakening the Spine, which has really beautiful uh illustrations, and I just love her style. Um, she, so I, it's those are some things. Any uh, learning about the vagus nerve right now? There's a lot of books out by that. The um, John Kabat-Zinn. He's another great. Yeah, you probably heard of him. He's um, very big on mindfulness. He's mm-hmm. been a mindfulness kind of guru. Um, his son is actually a teacher too. I, I really love his work, and I think it speaks very much to what we're talking about. And he also talks a lot about um, how the how to deal with being in a meditative state and being in a mindful state. It doesn't require you sitting in a cross-legged position that how you can bring mindfulness into your day. Another really great author that I've been following uh, is Michael Gelb, G-E-L-B. He's he's written several books. You can uh, Google him and see. He just uh, has a lot of very interesting work on body stuff. And um, another teacher that was in... Uh, and I didn't, we haven't mentioned this, but I, in my studio, I have a full Pilates studio uh, with the equipment. And so I think Joseph Pilates really had it. He was off on a very good track where he talked about the center, the core. Um, There's different books. There's a lot of information out about Joseph Pilates. And one other teacher that I've, I've find has influenced my work tremendously, especially with my work with posture, which I do a lot of each session. We work on posture, which is an ever dynamic thing is the work of F M Alexander. Um, he has, it's called the Alexander technique. Wow. And that is um, has influenced my work tremendously. Pilates and Alexander and some, and Hannah somatics have influenced my work tremendously and all lots of good information on the web with them. And also uh, Moshe's original work, it really Moshe Feldenkrais, they're all (laughs) I could tell you.
0: You could just go on for hours, Catherine. I could. Catherine Kimball, thank you so much for joining me today on Wisdom Radio and uh, I can't wait to see uh, what's next in your world. We'll we'll keep in touch and thank thank you you, uh, so much for joining us and bringing all of these inspirational ideas into our day.
1: I look forward to seeing what you're up to next, too. It's been a real pleasure getting to talk with you. I really appreciate it.
0: Okay. Take care now.
1: Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: This is your host, Andy Hyde. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting Wisdom Radio through your subscription so we can stay ad-free the way we like it. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wisdom Radio. Guest suggestions are always welcome at wisdomradio.org. Until next time, remember to follow your brightest path.